Life on Earth depends on the constancy and stability of our nearest star, the Sun. The Sun's size, temperature, and luminosity remain nearly steady, providing us with a reliable source of warmth and energy. But this situation will change dramatically several billion years from now, when our Sun reaches old age. At that stage, the Sun will become a red giant, at which point its nature will become far more variable and dynamic. Red giant stars form when a star like our Sun runs out of hydrogen fuel in its nuclear furnace. The outer layers of the star expand, so much so that the star may grow up to 100 times its previous size. As the star expands, it cools off, transforming from yellow to red in color. Astronomers suspect that the Sun will become a specific type of red giant that is particularly large and luminous, called an asymptotic giant branch, or AGB star for short. Lynn Matthews, an astronomer at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Haystack Observatory, tells more. Studying AGB stars gives us a preview of what's in store for our sun near the end of its life. And it's quite unlike its current existence. AGB stars are not only some of the biggest and brightest stars in our galaxy, but they exhibit all kinds of dramatic and time-variable behaviors. For example, these stars undergo pulsations that cause them to shrink and expand on timescales of about a year. And at the same time, they can vary in brightness by as much as a factor of a thousand. AGB stars also have winds that are up to a billion times stronger than the solar wind, which means they're losing mass at a very high rate. But while all of these phenomena make these stars fascinating to study, it also makes them a special challenge to understand. It turns out that gathering a more comprehensive picture of asymptotic giant branch stars requires looking beyond the visible wavelengths seen with traditional optical telescopes. Using powerful radio telescopes, Matthews and her colleagues have been working to gain insights into the inner workings of these stars, and ultimately uncover new clues on the eventual fate of our sun. Radio astronomer Mark Reed from the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics explains why radio wavelength studies are so important in this quest. Well, if we only observed AGB stars using visible light, this would give us a highly incomplete picture of these stars. For example, as a result of their mass loss, AGB stars become surrounded by enormous circumstellar envelopes of gas and dust that emit light at infrared and radio wavelengths. Radio waves are also emitted directly from the atmospheres of these stars, from a region called the radio photosphere. Using a technique called radio interferometry, we're able to gain information that's not accessible at any other wavelengths. Apart from the sun, stars typically look like pinpoints of light as viewed from the Earth because they're so far away. But using arrays of radio telescopes like the Very Large Array in New Mexico, it becomes possible to capture extraordinary detail on AGB stars. The Very Large Array, or VLA, contains 27 antennas spread over distances of up to 23 miles apart. The antennas resemble the satellite television dishes you may have seen on your neighbor's rooftops, except the VLA's dishes are each 82 feet wide and weigh 230 tons. When the signals from each pair of antennas are combined using a supercomputer, scientists can construct images with the same level of detail as if they had a telescope 23 miles in diameter. 
Radio interferometry is really amazing. I mean, when radio astronomy started, uh, it was thought it would never have the same angular resolution that you can get with a big optical telescope. But it turns out you can separate radio telescopes and combine the signals later and get absolutely incredible angular resolution that's about 100 times better than you can get, for example, with a Hubble Space Telescope that is above the Earth's atmosphere. Reed and Carl Menten from the Max Planck Institute for Radio Astronomy in Germany were among the first to turn the VLA towards several of the closest known AGB stars, lying within a few hundred light years, in an effort to directly measure their sizes. But in the process, they discovered that the shapes of some stars they observed were not perfectly round. Instead, they appeared distorted or squashed. Carl Menten explains the implications of this result. Well, there are several effects that could cause these stars to become unspherical. For example, if they're rotating more rapidly than we thought, then this could cause them to bulge along their equators. Gravitational effects from a close binary companion could also have a shaping effect, as could a magnetic field. Another possibility is, and that's actually my favorite, that the pulsations of the stars uh, are responsible for these asymmetries, but really don't know in the end. Following a recent upgrade of the VLA that makes it nearly 10 times more sensitive, Matthews began leading a program to re-observe these stars in hopes of solving this puzzle. The new data yielded several surprises. First, none of the four stars observed by Matthews and her colleagues looked like perfect spheres. And what's more, the shapes were distinctly different from those observed several years earlier by Reed and Menton meaning that the shapes appear to have changed over time. Immediately, this seems to rule out several of the explanations for the distorted shapes. We expect the radius of AGB stars to vary over time as a result of their pulsations. But what we're seeing is evidence that the whole shape is changing with time. If the effect were due to a companion or to rotation, then the distortion should remain stable over long periods. Similarly, with magnetic effects, there aren't likely to be any perceptible changes after only a few years. So all of this points to the star's pulsation as the most likely explanation for the evolving shapes. Astronomers refer to these as non-radial pulsations, meaning that the star doesn't just shrink and expand symmetrically, it also sloshes and deforms, a bit like a water balloon being tossed about. The quality of the new radio data has led to other new discoveries as well, showing that irregularities are present not just in the shapes of the stars, but also across their surfaces. The results seem to confirm a long-standing prediction that AGB stars have giant convective cells in their atmospheres. Convection cell in a star is where warm material is rising through the surface of the star. It then ultimately cools and can fall back in in a different location. Uh, when one sees warmer material, it appears brighter. Cooler material, it's darker. And so the convection cell can actually produce variations in the brightness of a star. Uh, in the sun, uh, there are thousands of convective cells. Uh, but they tend to average together to give you fairly constant light. Whereas in an AGB star, there may be only one or two or three convective cells. And so you can get an extreme variation in light as the, as the star rotates. Detecting convection cells in stars has 
you know, been a problem for, for a long time. In the sun, of course, we can see convection cells directly. For a star that's very distant, it's very hard to do this. Um, and so you have to be able to have enough angular resolution to resolve a piece of the star. And we're just now able to do this, especially at radio wavelengths, in AGB stars. Observations of AGB stars recently obtained by radio astronomers are now allowing them to test this prediction by showing that the surfaces are unevenly illuminated and even allowing them to directly resolve features on the star's surfaces. Matthews and her colleagues recently examined one of the most famous AGB stars, a variable star called Myra, using data from the VLA as well as with the Atacama Large Millimeter Submillimeter Array, or ALMA for short. Located in a high-altitude desert in Chile, ALMA captures shorter radio wavelengths than the VLA. This multi-wavelength approach offered some unique advantages. The additional data from ALMA allowed us to pinpoint the location of a large bright patch on the star's surface and to show that it is actually hotter than the surrounding regions. This is particularly remarkable since Myra is several hundred light years away. The kind of detail they were able to see in this observation supports the idea of these enormous convective cells, completely unlike anything that we see on our present day sun. An added bonus of combining data from different radio telescopes is the ability to probe not only surface features, but conditions within the star. The combination of the VLA and ALMA for studying AGB stars is particularly powerful since the shorter wavelengths seen by ALMA probe gas slightly further within the star than the longer wavelengths observed by the VLA. Combining the observations for a particular star is effectively like peeling an onion in that it allows astronomers to see successively deeper layers. This allows them to measure the change in temperature that occurs between the surface and the interior. This team hopes in the future to combine measurements from the VLA and ALMA for other AGB stars in order to more clearly see whether there are patterns in the way the shapes and brightness patterns on the star's surfaces change over months and years, and how this connects with other properties of these dying stars, including their powerful stellar winds. And ultimately, by harnessing the power of these immense state-of-the-art arrays of radio telescopes, this team is striving to provide a glimpse into the future of our sun and our solar system.